The Mix Room with Genelec. Okay, so today we're welcoming Avaram, who's one half of Vinny Vici, onto the show. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. How oh, are you? Thank you for joining us. Oh, great, thank you. How are you doing at the moment? I'm doing good. I'm in my house, um, pretty much chilling. Now I'm in my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this uh, there is like it's now a difficult time, so mostly at home. Ninety-five point five percent of the time at home. Yeah, sometimes yeah. going a little bit for a. Uh, um, like to work out a little bit in the street and coming back home. That's good. And where are we speaking to you from today? I'm in Sao Paulo. I'm in my uh, house in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, okay. Lovely. What's uh, the lockdown period been like for you there? Have you just been carrying on in the studio with work there? Yeah, um, staying with my wife. Um, she's actually pregnant, so it was actually pretty, uh, also a pretty good time for me mm-hmm. to have this lockdown. Yeah. I'm not traveling because I could really enjoy the the process of the pregnancy, uh, going with her to to doctors to see the ultrasound and, and everything, you know. And that that was actually a pretty nice uh, thing that I got from the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely! Um, yeah, and also a lot of studio, a lot of music. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations, by the way, on the um, upcoming arrival. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Excited. Yeah, I'm sure. My first. Oh, how exciting. Well, I suppose you've got lots to prepare for, so it's good that you're at home. I'm sure your wife appreciates it as well. Yeah, I think that, like, because normally my wife is traveling with me all the time uh, for the shows. Like, I mean, during the summer, she traveled with me um, to Europe. And then, like, we stay normally two months in Europe. And um, we knew, like, the expectation date of the of the birth, it's the uh, 1st of September. So my wife couldn't travel during July and August and she was a little bit pissed off. So we always uh, having like this joke that she was like so pissed off and so not wanting me to go that like <laughs> she brought <laughs> Corona on the world for me to stay at home. She caused a pandemic. Then, yeah, <laughs> something like that. That's well, she's clearly a very powerful woman. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to mess with her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's okay. I know, she's nice. Um, she's nice. I'm joking. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know. I know. I get your joke. That's cool. <laughs> Plus, yeah. we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> we definitely don't want to get you in trouble. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you had to sadly cancel or maybe postpone your 2020 tour, obviously. And you usually do about 200 shows a year. So, what has it been like yeah. adjusting to being at home for so long? And uh, what was your last show, by the way, before lockdown happened? Mm, my last show was in India. Um, I played for Sunburn, for the guys of Sunburn. Mm-hmm. And that was actually my last show, my last tour. Um, yeah, we're doing normally around 200 shows, a little bit more than 200 shows a year, like for the last three years. And it was a huge shock for us because like our life is very intense. We really live in airports. uh hotels, parties, uh, then home, visiting, studio, everything was like, our life is very rushy normally. Mm. So suddenly, like to be at home for so so much time, you know, so long, it's a bit weird. It's like this relaxation is, uh, this relaxed environment or this relaxed feeling is something that I don't remember that I had for, I don't know, for 12 years, I guess, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's nice. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying my wife much more. I'm enjoying my family. I'm enjoying my, uh, my house. You know, I constructed the house. I built a house and I barely been inside of it, you know? 
So now I'm actually feeling the house. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Studio time, music time. It's uh, it's it's a bit uh, sad that we cannot tour. Of course, I miss it a lot. But I, I'm I'm trying to look at the positive side, you know, and and see the benefit of it. Yeah, for definitely. now, of course. Mm. And uh, obviously, you've been in your studio loads, as you said. So, are you working on new yeah. music? So I've seen on your um your Instagram, you've been posting some fun remixes, you know, with the hashtag "Too Much Free Studio Time." <laughs> so it looks like lockdown hasn't meant you've both lost your sense of humour. No, that's for sure. You must, <laughs> like I said, you must look at the the good side of life and always have fun and enjoy, even in tough moments, to to pass it more more lightly, you know. So, of course, uh, now and during the quarantine, all you do is uh, looking at your phone, basically almost 24 hours of the day, looking at your phone, talking with your friends by WhatsApp or by Zoom or whatever. So you get like, you you see a lot of memes, a lot of funny stuff. So we thought that it would be nice also because we have all of this free time. That's why we wrote like so much free time Mm -hmm. to do like some funny memes of the Corona or some other, other funny stuff that we produce some music for a video that we liked online. So, yeah. And of course, we did a lot of music. We did like, um, I think we did like six or seven new tracks during all of this uh, lockdown. And slowly, slowly, we're releasing the tracks and finding good dates for them. Okay. Are you finding that you're quite inspired at the moment, even though, you know, everything's a bit restricted? Are you finding it easy to go into the studio and create at the moment? Mm, There is moments and there is moments. I mean, like, it's not that easy, Uh, especially when time passes, when time passing. It becomes a little bit harder because we do dance music. In the end of the day, we do dance music. So when when it's like when you take out the dance floor or you take out the, the parties, mm-hmm. so you take out a lot of the a lot of the the energy that we need. We need this energy. We need to suck this energy to get back to the studio with the with a big uh, muse storm, you know. Mm-hmm. And some moments there, it's not easy. I will not lie. Uh, in the beginning, it was okay because we still had the we had still the, the rush from all of the tours that we had. But now it's a little bit, little bit different. It's more slowly again. Everything is a little bit more slow. There is no rush, and sometimes this this rush feeling give you, for me at least, for me and my partner, it gives us more energy to do stuff. And when you are like too chilled, it feels like we are a little bit. There are some moments that we feel like that we are in a. In early retirement, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. a bit, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it's a bit weird for the studio for the rush. But but we we get we get there. We get along. We understand that there is moments that we we don't want to because of no, there is no rush. We don't want to push ourselves too much to do stuff if we don't feel it. Also because we did also seven new tracks, six or seven new tracks, so we also not so much in a rush. But yeah, it's definitely affecting. Mm, yeah, well, it sounds like you're doing it as and when, you know, inspiration strikes. There's no need to lock yourself in there, is there, for yeah. 12 hours a day and make yourself exactly. create something. Um, you've got lots of time, as we know. We've all got a lot of time at the moment. And um, going back a little bit, how did you and the other member, Matan, meet? We we were born in the same city in Israel, in a small city called Afula. Mm-hmm. Um, we We went to the same high school. Um, he's, uh, Matan is a bit older than me, he's two years older than me. And we met through music. I mean, like, uh, I, I knew that he's DJing in that time. I knew that he was like DJing Psytrance and I was like early, I just started to produce, uh, with another friend. Actually, we had an older band uh, called Festo Santo that was a band of three people. Um, 
So me and my friend Itai was the name Itai. We we knew that uh, Matan is like a psytrance DJ, like this, uh, the DJ of the school, you know, something like that. Yeah. So we we played to him some tracks that we did, and he liked it very much. And then we said, okay, let's do let's do music together, and that's it. And from that moment, I'm like I'm 34. Yeah, like wow, 17 years. Wow. Yeah, a long time. No, yeah, a long time, mm-hmm. long time. And Half of my life, I know my partner. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Long time. And I know you've obviously mentioned um, Psytrance there, so you've really succeeded in propelling it, you know, to the forefront of electronic music. And um, what do you think it is about the Psytrance genre that first attracted you to it? And why do you think it connects with the audiences in such a big way? Um, first of all, uh, like I said, I, I was born in uh, Israel, in uh, in Afula. So Israel is a very, very big country that it's very related to Psytrance. I mean, like, uh, you can say that uh, EDM music is very big in Holland. So in Israel, it's like Psytrance is very big. So there's like something as a young as a young kid you grew up to. If you started to like electronic music in uh, in Israel, most likely as a kid, the first thing that you will listen is Psytrance. That's the first thing that you will discover. Um, so that's what happened to us. We discovered, uh, I mean, like I listened to, I, I knew some electronic music like that really blew up. Like, I mean, like Chemical Brothers or, or Prodigy, Daft Punk and this kind of stuff. But, um, culture wise, there wasn't like a culture of electronic music. Like it was a culture of, of Psytrance. So again, my time was a DJ of Psytrance in the school because of that. And this is how I actually met Psytrance mm, okay. because of Israel. And you've never looked so, yeah. back then. You just carried on with it. Yeah, I loved it from the first second, actually. I was uh, the first time I uh, I met Cytrus was in the age of 14. I loved it. And until today, I love it. That always helps, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like the best feeling ever, I think. Yeah, definitely. And you did excel at the genre and you became really popular because your breakout hit, Great Spirit, was the most played track of Tomorrowland 2017, which is incredible. So how did it feel to it get is. that recognition after so much hard work to get there? Well, we were uh, very flattered and overwhelmed with the with with the situation that we finally realizing that Psytrance is breaking up like the ceiling glass of the commercial uh, electronic music. Yeah, uh, it was an incredible feeling, and actually, this this kind of euphoria still continuing, and uh, we are enjoying every second of it to see that Psytrance suddenly is something that a lot of people that is not only re- that that a lot of people know it suddenly and even if they're not from the Psytrance culture they know Psytrance they know Vinny Vici they like it they understand the sound of it something that wasn't so easy in the beginning of the of the Psytrance culture for everybody to understand that uh, we're really blessed with that and we hope to continue deliver this message you know yeah definitely and you obviously went from strength to strength because not only that you were the first ever Psytrance act to play the main stage at Tomorrowland and Ultra Music Festival and to perform at Lollapalooza so how does it feel just to look back at that and know you've had such a big impact on that scene and that genre uh, it's incredible really we're we are too young uh, I mean we started very young from a very small city in a, in a small country called Israel you know and like um, it's very flattering for us, and I hope that our story can uh, can show other kids or young young producers that uh, dreams do come true. You know, it, it's possible. It, it's not not that impossible like people like other people can think. Just need to work hard, believe in your dreams, and stuff can happen. Mm. 
And are you both, uh, are you self-taught producers? Yes, yes, we learned all by ourselves. We never went to no school and um, it's a lot of experience, a lot of time, like I say, uh, I, I met Psytrance in the age of 14 and the moment that I met Psytrance, I, I realized that I want to be a, a Psytrance producer. I'm an electronic music producer. So from that, I'm I'm 34 today. So it's like 20 years of uh, of me producing. Uh, I'm still learning. Every day you learn. Yeah. When you produce, you launched your own record label. Um, so why did you decide to do that? And um, has that given you, I suppose, a lot more freedom to do what you want? It was less about the freedom to do what we want because we always had the freedom to do what we want. But it's um, it's more about giving uh, giving a place for young producers that we believe in. To grow, uh, to grow, you know, and uh, to give them like a little push. It was more like that. I remember that we were not so sure about the idea, but all of the people around us, like in the beginning, told us, oh, you should open your label, you should open your label. And we said, oh, it's maybe a good idea to give some, uh, like I said, to give young producers a place to release their music, a home to grow in. And we really believe actually in the artists that we have in our rooster of Altesa music, and I believe that they will be very big. Okay, so you're encouraged by what they've been doing then, sounds like. Yes, we are hoping for them. We see a bright future for these guys like Blastoise, um, Reality Test, White Noise, uh, and furthermore. And um, I've seen recently, tell us a bit about this, your virtual rave with Minecraft. So how did that work? Uh, this, uh, you know that the corona, corona time, the COVID-19 time, uh, is, <laughs> is actually delivering very... Um, how can I say? We need it's different times, so we need different uh, yeah. approach. Alternative. So concerts, yeah, we got we got uh, we got the offer from uh, Berkeley um, University that they do this. They're uh, gonna do this the the festival. They're gonna do a festival with uh, with Minecraft, and they want us to do the show there. We said, oh wow, we grew up on Minecraft. It's, uh, it would be very nice. Then we needed to record it in a very clean, and we needed to record the show in a very clean place. And then they needed to deliver it live. Um, like I said, COVID-19 uh, gave us to deal with the shows in a different way today, in a virtual reality way. So so were you made into, I suppose, avatars in Minecraft? Is that how it worked? Yeah, something like that. They showed us like how they build the avatars. It was, a, it was a nice experience. Oh, that's cool. And have you been doing a lot of yeah. those, um, you know, Instagram live sort of concerts um, as well during we, the lockdown? We did some. Uh, um, we did some, yeah. We did uh, we did one with Tomorrowland. Um, we did one with Sunburn. Uh, we did one with EDC. Yeah, we did we did some. We did. We also actually performed in the virtual uh, festival of Tomorrowland that happened uh, last weekend. That was excellent. I must admit that the, the guys of Tomorrowland they did it in a, in a, such a amazing production. Wow, I saw it. And I was really surprised to see how how beautiful. And almost real it looks like it was like not missing much for it to be to look like super real already. Mm. Amazing, amazing job. Well, I suppose it must be really strange for you because you're used to that, um, you know, thriving off uh, the, the buzz from the audience. And now you're kind of performing to, I suppose, a mobile phone. So it must be really strange at first to get used to that. Wow, it's it's so weird. It's so strange. I must admit, like, like I said, when you, you need the parties, you need the raves to go to the studio. Um, because you need this energy. Without this energy of the crowd, something is missing. Not not something small, like a big a big thing is missing. So, yeah, it feels it felt weird in the beginning. Now we kind of use kind of get got used to it, but we miss festivals and and crowd so much, so much. 
Mm. Well, hopefully next year, fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. Obviously. How do you sort of put together a track? What's your process normally like for that? Normally we, we kind of... We kind of, first of all, talking about the idea, okay? It's like, or me or my son coming to, coming to the conversation. Hey, I have an idea for a track. Like, theoretically, um, we, we're talking about the theme, like a subject for the track or a melody or a subject. And then, like, um, we put the, we put the idea on the table. Like, for example, we did a track that's called, uh, Talking with UFO. So the, the, the concept of the track was easily UFOs and aliens, you know? So we, so we started to think, ah, okay, if we, okay, I like the idea, let's say, we both like the idea, and then we say, okay, we need this kind of sound, we need this kind of samples, we need this kind of vocals, we need to approach uh, a format synthesizers, and then we need to approach vocoders, and we need to, so it's like, like normally we're kind of creating the idea and building the track uh, theoretically. Um, and then when we have all of the, the idea kind of written in our head, we approach the computer. Most of the time, this is how it works for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Just approach the way, yeah. computers and then we start to produce stuff and then we start to show each other stuff and and each one of us doing something and then playing to the other, uh, the other guy. Because I live in Brazil, he lives in Israel. So most of our production is doing by, like I'm talking with you now, mm-hmm. uh, we, open, uh, we open Skype, we open WhatsApp and the phone is there for like 12 hours. And we just, produce each one on his uh, on his computer. Like I said, I was born in Israel. Um, we were working in the same studio all of the time. Uh, but uh, seven years back, I moved to Sao Paulo uh, to live with my wife. Today, she's my wife. So yeah, so when, when, the mo- when this moment happened, we understood that we need to change our way, of, our way of thinking. Actually, with this moment that I moved to Sao Paulo, also started Vinivici. It was the moment that I, like, I left Israel. I... Uh, Met, I started a serious relationship with my wife and we started Vinivici. So everything was like in a, it was like new. So Vinivici project actually is working like that. It's working like only online sessions. Uh, of course, when, when uh, the sky was open and I could travel, we will meet like averagely every two months. Yeah. We will meet and then we sit in a studio together and finalize stuff. And But basically it's online. Yeah. Now we're used to it. It's, it's pretty nice actually. I think because um, I mean, you have your own your own free time by yourself, so you don't have no rush. And then, like, we can hang up a call, and I could continue working on him. And then, like, after two hours, I call him and I tell him, "Hey, look what I did! Wow, it's great!" And then he say, "Oh, wow, look what I did!" And then we combine stuff. It's actually like it's 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 literally you have two studios in the, that work in the same time, so it can actually shorten the process, you know. Mm. And um, I know, obviously, you're both massively into Genelec for your monitors. So you've both got two pairs of 8341s. So obviously one in Brazil yeah. and one set in Israel. So, um, uh-huh. you know, you're working remotely from each other. So um, when did you both first start using Genelec? Let's start there. Um, first of all, when I know Genelec from uh, the beginning of my, well, from like the age of uh, 17, mm-hmm. I think I knew Genelec. Um, I always loved them. And we got the we got our pairs. I think one year and a half years back. Yeah, maybe two years back. Um, something like that. Um, we did such great mixes on them. They really improved my uh, my mixes. I feel.
they're really real. I, I, I like what I love about monitors and when like they need to be real for me. They don't need to make stuff sound pretty. They don't need to lie. I, I like them to tell me who I am, you know, because when I go to other speakers or other sound systems, I want to feel that uh, I can trust my, my speakers, you know, and Genelec really delivered this feeling for me. I'm really happy about them. Yeah. How do you think the Genelex help your mixes translate from the studio to the club so that you know you have, you know, you won't get any nasty surprises when you're performing live? I, I love them that because they're real. They don't lie to me. They don't, uh, they don't have like this. There is some speakers, for example, when I worked with other producers, I will not mention the names of the other speakers, but like uh, very expensive speakers that was like big, uh, big, big speakers. Um, and we were working and I was like, oh, wow, this, uh, this sounds sound so amazing here. And then I went to another place and then I was disappointed, you know, um, something that doesn't happen to me with the Jenny. Like what, what I what I play on them, what I produce on them when I go to other sound systems, um, I'm enjoying it. I feel that it's like almost the same, you know, and it's amazing, amazing thing. a little bit about the GLM software because obviously that's a key part of what makes Genlex do what they do by optimizing the monitors for your rooms I suppose even when your acoustic environment is not always ideal how have you found that well this is such a shortcut for people that don't have a, don't have a proper acoustic room you know this is such a good shortcut for them and it was incredible like like I said like for example if you are a young producer you sometimes you don't have the money to to do a very acoustic room, you know, like to to deliver a very because it's expensive. Yeah. And this is a huge shortcut for them. Huge shortcut. You want to hear the truth. So that's interesting. So what do you think it is about um Genlex that give you that ideal combination of truth and the sort of vibe, given that they're neutral but they're not sterile, are they? Yeah, exactly. They're not yeah they're neutral but they're not exactly like that. They give you some they give you some enjoyment because there is some speakers that they are neutral but they're not so, uh, how can I say, enjoyable. Um, I don't know exactly how to describe it in, in English, but like there is some speakers that are too flat and then it's good from one hand, but you're not enjoying so much to work with them. And, and Genelec doesn't have this. Genelec is like, you can really feel the bass when like when you pump up the volume, mm-hmm. you can really feel uh, sort of a club feeling. But still very natural. And this is something amazing that Denmark did on these speakers, really. Yeah. And obviously they're really known for being kind of bulletproof for dance music as well. So no matter what you throw at them, they can just handle it, can't they? And they don't blow up. So they can handle every stop, every frequency during the <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I got used to them. So, and also because I trust them, I know that if it sounds good here, um, when I go to another place, I will see that it sounds good there because I trust them, because I know them already, and I know they're, uh, they're reliable. Um, so that's, that's the magic of Genelec. That's the magic that they did, the guys did, the, the guys that produced the speakers. They did something that you can really trust of, you know. 
Just looking ahead to the future a little bit, I know it's difficult at the moment, but um, who do you think that you guys would like to collaborate with one day? That's a tricky question. Of course, we have a lot of artists that we would love to collaborate, but if we go with the future heroes, we'll go with the, we'll maybe Daft Punk or Chemical Brothers. Chemical Brothers would be amazing oh, yeah. uh, to produce with because we, we kind of grew on their songs. Like I said before, Psytrance, I, I listened to this kind of stuff. Um, mm, that's it. I think that this like I will I would like to go with electronic uh, producers like them that is totally different than Psytrance and actually totally different uh, from EDM in a way. You know, they're doing their own stuff, and I think that could be interesting. Yeah, tell us a little bit about this um, DJ Mag Top 100 competition that's happening right now. Uh, as you may or may not know, there is a competition every year of the Top 100 DJs of the world by DJ Mag. Um, it's a big competition. It's the biggest competition of the year. And we would love uh, for you guys to vote for Vinny Vici uh, this year as your favorite DJ. And normally I have a link. Um, yeah, it's the site of Digimag and then you will see it uh, first thing there. Okay, excellent. Be sure to check that out. Um, and okay. what about um, in terms of just, you know, the rest of the year? Are you just going to be both working in your studios until anything changes and just carrying on trying to work on new music? Exactly. And this is what's going to happen. Um, like I said, I'm hoping, I'm uh, expecting my uh, first uh, baby boy. And yeah, unfortunately, because of the year, like because of this COVID-19, I didn't see my partner. I didn't see Matan uh, from December. Normally, I see him every two months. Oh, I didn't wow. see him. Apparently, I will not see him this year. If we will be lucky and get some uh, some shot or something that I don't see. Mm. So likely in 2020, I will not see him until next year. So that's going to be it. Studio time. Uh, being a father for the first time in my life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, lots to keep you occupied, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be, <laughs> that's definitely going <laughs> to keep me occupied. Well, um, good luck in everything, um, you know, with all the music and the new baby boy. That's so exciting. Thank you um, so much. Thank you got, so much, dear. You know, a lot to deal with and, you know, grapple with later this year. So we'll be thinking of you uh, around September 1st and your lovely wife. So um, congratulations again. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to speak thank to you. Thank you so much for having us. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're so welcome. Anytime, anytime. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.